Hey everybody, Mark Ahrensberg here with The Pure Now Show. This is episode number four. On today's show, we have Dong Wun Guan. Dong is a commercial director and DP based in Southeast Asia. I've had the good fortune of working with Dong on a few projects, and I'm really excited to have him on the show. Here we go. Hey, Dong, how are you? Hi, Mark. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks so much for being on the show. Much appreciated. And you're you're here in uh, Saigon, correct? Yes, I'm based in, in Ho Chi Minh. How long have you been living in Ho Chi Minh City? I've been living for over 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was born and raised here. Yeah. Okay. Just like to talk to you about, you know, your creative journey. What's brought you to this point? Where you started from? Your father uh, did calligraphy when you were a child, correct? Yes, it did. I spent a lot of time with my dad uh, when I was small. He did a lot. He he exercised a lot of uh, calligraphy, uh, watercolor paintings, and some other uh, musics as well. But mainly calligraphy. Yeah. And you did that together, correct? It's more me observing his exercise and occasionally uh, taking turns and experimenting the mediums. So yes. that was the, the process of me uh, exposing to and taking a, a, like a small footsteps into the creative activities. And where did you take it from there? How did that act as a springboard for you to become, you know, now a, a seasoned creative professional. When I got into teenager, uh, during those time, I spent a lot of time in, in school going through uh, a state education process, which for the most part was dry. But so when I reached almost 17, I started to uh, tell my told my parents, hey, I, I, I really wanted to uh, be trained in the creative field, particularly visual arts. And so I was fortunate to be sent to oversee and do a, a three years training, 18 until 21. Those were the time when I spent most of the time really full-time practicing creative mediums. Is that and where I was, you attended LaSalle? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was okay. LaSalle, College of okay. the Arts. Yeah. And, and what were your courses there? What, what started turning the wheels in your head of getting you in this direction of uh, being a multidisciplinary uh, creative person? Uh, college time was actually really good times. Uh, apart from the party, of course there was the trainings. And, uh, and I was fortunate to be, to expose myself uh, in front of uh, various mediums, uh, from painting to drawings to even sculpting. And also uh, at the time it was called during the foundation course, it was called um, Moving Images in Sound. And so I had uh, a year to a year and a half experimenting different mediums. And so that when it comes to the second year, I got to decide whether I want to go further into certain uh, faculty. And in my case, I took uh, broadcast media or more video production. So you, you alluded to the fact that you maybe were partying a little bit uh, for this three years too, having a bit of fun. You're out of the house, you're out of the country. Uh, how was that experience for you of kind of letting your hair down and, and having some kind of freedom that you never saw before? Uh, it's both an exciting and at, and at the same time was a bit terrifying to me because uh, having been 
born and raised and grew up for almost for more than 15 years in my home country, and then suddenly and having and living very close quarter to my parents, and suddenly to early adult age I had to live abroad. That was uh, not pleasant uh, in the beginning. Yeah, but then I picked up the pace. I got used to the environment, the the culture, the cultures of it. And uh, I found some good companions as well. And so uh, the whole three years abroad, it was almost like, mythologically saying, it was more like uh, it was like a reborn, a, a change of personality. But the best part of a, of a person remains the same. But without that experience, without you being brave enough to leave, uh, you would probably not be where you are today. You would not have received the education, the experience, um, that contrast of the safe home environment where you had to go out of your protective shell and, and get what you wanted, essentially. Yes. How did that propel you into having a uh, professional career? I think what I got out of uh, the initial education out of college, I think was more the basic stuff, uh, particularly, specifically the skills, the basic skill sets. And also at the same time, it is the perspective. I wouldn't say the perspective for me at the time being the fresh grad would be uh, wise enough. That's definitely not, that was early 20s. But the perspective was open for me enough to accept the challenge. So I like say uh, to really go out without knowing the consequences, without knowing the drawbacks, uh, really just hit whatever, whichever like a, a door of opportunity I would take. For example, uh, trying to get jobs, and if the job doesn't hit, uh, whoever opens the door, I would take it, not knowing whether it's a, it's a, it, whether the the job opportunity would be a good training place. But at least going over it, it gives a, it. it it builds up the perspective. That was my mentality, being the first grad at the time. Do you think that you've received more uh, because of this experience, not just professionally, but overall? Except to go abroad, uh, setting m myself outside of the comfort zone. And what I got in return is the self-development that is uh, way out of uh, personal expectation. Uh, it, it comes with a lot of trade, but in the end, it's worth it, yeah. I, I got to learn a lot more by uh, putting my fear aside. What happens next was more testing my skills uh, of all the basics, uh, exercise that I, uh, that I was uh, trained in the schools. Definitely, after graduate, the positions to start would be from the ground. So for me, in my case, I started out as an editor and the role was very specific. I was offline editor, so uh, it was literally organizing the media, uh, labeling the media, selection, assemble, and edit the film. My first job, that was part of the post-production stage of a, of a film production. One of your first loves is photography, correct? I think it's more of a hobby and slowly evolved further in, into motion picture. That was from uh, watercolor painting. And my father, he, he opens up opportunity for me to uh, got onto more film and digital medium, and in this case, photography. 
did he buy you your first camera? Yes, generously. So yeah. And what was it? Do you remember what it was? Uh, it was a digital camera. I came in. I I I stepped in during the rise of the digital age. So it was a it was a Canon brand, uh, 500D. Mm. Uh, I think by now it's probably over 10 years old. Yeah, I don't own that camera anymore, but it stays in the heart. I know you have a tattoo. I believe it's of a lens, right? Yeah, it's a lens. It's a lens. Now, which lens is it? Uh, it's a. Uh, it indicates a 35 millimeter, uh, okay. Canon brand. I mean, that's how embedded you are in your creativity, as you branded yourself as a photographer. That of uh, your love of photography, which has, of course, sprung out into all kinds of different associated. Uh, passions that you have. Did he give you the camera before or after you went uh, away to college? Uh, he gave me the camera before I went to the college. Yeah. Did you so take I, the camera with you? I did. I did. Okay. Definitely, I did. Yeah. Okay. I connect to photography more than uh, in 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 an emotional level, or as I interpret now, is unconscious level, because uh, for me, practicing photography is like self contemplation. But it's such a, a deep thing. In a millisecond, we can grab this image that is seemingly, at the time, the most important thing in the world. I mean, it is. What we're doing is the most important thing in our lives in that in that millisecond. And, and how did that transfer into uh, moving pictures for you, into animation? How did that passion lead you in other directions that became? Uh, your professional career. There was a process of me first experimenting between 17 and 18 years old. At the time, my, my digital camera managed to film a few uh, motion picture clips and all. And so I experiment cutting it, joining the clips, making up a sequence. And during the process, there was this strange sensation as I uh, play back the uh, the sequence. It felt very overwhelming because there were many different uh, elements in, in, in that sequence. Not only there's image, but the image moves. There's sounds as well. And there were music. Now, looking at how I built the sequence at the time is definitely a child's play. But the essence of, of motion picture and sound is it, it gives this overwhelming and very immersive experience. And so I think uh, because of that sensation, first encounter of that sensation made up by a sequence that is fabricated by myself, I think that was the first part. What did you do with this experience? How did you move that forward? I registered the immersive experience I got. Now after that, Occasion, I really, uh, I never had another occasion to create another video or, or some, some other sequence because I was really entangled into schools and work related. But the impression stayed there, and only when I took my time to revisit that uh, creation process and try again and had this magical sensation, and slowly that impression builds up. And it finally manifests into the passion. What did you do after you started getting on that path? Things actually get more complicated in terms of finding the self. Recently, I started to have this question where I wanted to redefine passions. 
and for now i realized my understanding of passion has changed in a way that so i do not associate passion with medium anymore i think what i would be more passionate truly passionate about i think it's uh, knowledge and thought process the moment when i'm more uh, aware about the existence of a thought process like a creative process it allows me to interpret ideas to be not bounded by mediums so a lot of time i i, I can think of an idea and i allow myself to interpret visualize the idea out of many different mediums so it means i can translate the idea onto either painting flat surface or the canvas could even be a, like a bicycle frame a custom design or photography or motion so the the last 20 years it was more uh, me being an individual unconsciously expressing myself over uh, a, a specific range of mediums but as i'm more uh, socially conscious and, and self-conscious and uh, occasionally got exposed to some some more of a classical way of thinking and i freed myself from from medium so i'm heading myself towards uh, practicing creative process on a wider range of mediums. You're listening to The Pure Now Show, a creative podcast for creatives presented by Balance. Tell me about a really amazing project that you've worked on that challenged you, that you learned from, and has helped you uh, to be a, a better creative professional. I, I had an opportunity to be the main camera for uh, Channel News Asia content. Specifically, it's a lifestyle show showing aspects of creative professional around the world. The Channel News Asia episode, it was my first opportunity producing or filming international regional content, like a regional opportunity. It's an actual documentary. In documentary, as much as we research and, and, and write the script, there's always some potential uh, bits of story that emerge during the process of interviewing, actually interviewing and actually on the site at the location, finally talking to the character. So I was very well trained in the pre uh, preparation process. The caveats of those uh, training that it made me a bit rigid. So in the first few days doing production recce, I really struggled a lot. But uh, luckily I had, I, I had my uh, senior producers to unlock me. Yeah, he just uh, gave me some pointers, uh, some suggestions, and I start to adapt into the, the actual documentary uh, way of work, and particularly to really interact with the character and listen to the story, to quickly interpret that story into visual language and quickly film the activity that in order to accommodate the, the, that bits of uh, story. Fortunately, by knowing the, the, the way of working, uh, we managed to get a lot of uh, interesting bits of story that is out of what we plan out of the scripts. So in general, the, the, the experience was really intense, almost terrifying, but it changed me. Having gone through such experience, the end result being broadcasted felt proud. And then later I realized I may not be technically ready for the next challenge, but it would be a waste to say no to the next opportunity. If not now, when? Because I realized for every film directorial opportunity I got, 
before I took on the job, I was never ready for it in terms of skills and experience. But only when I were innocently accepted, I grew. I think it's 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 wise to be grateful of uh, all the opportunity that comes because without throwing oneself into the fire, the line of fire, I think uh, I wouldn't have gone. Yeah. And if you were going to give yourself, your younger self, some advice uh, based on your wisdom, your gained wisdom, what would you tell yourself as a younger person to avoid any kind of unnecessary pitfalls? Uh, I think I, I would tell my younger self, even today, every day, is uh, every decision is a bad decision. Along the process, it becomes tragedy. But in the end of the process, there's always growth. Because during my training in, in, in schools, or even exercising, practicing as a professional, there's always a point of insufficiency versus being sufficient after, after the, the opportunity, after the, the, the process has passed. There shouldn't be a demand of myself to be capable of doing something before taking the opportunity. And so the point is not to, to question whether uh, I am ready for, for uh, whichever opportunity, but rather whether I dare to take it. Well, I think you're, you're saying go at it with no fear because yes, we're all going to fail and through failure is education. Yes. Nobody cannot fail. Everybody must fail in, other, in order to learn from the failure. And it's actually a terrible word because it's got an absolutely negative connotation to it. But of course, failure is necessary for one to succeed. You're gonna have stumbling blocks along the way in all aspects of life. And that's how you improve, is you don't know you've improved. You gotta have that contrast. How do you know you've improved unless you failed first? So it's necessary as part of the human experience to go through these things so you can see where you've been. Because if you don't know where you've been, you don't know where you're going. You need to have, we need to have this contrast in our lives. This is what makes this all a unique experience. We stumble and then we figure out how to pick ourselves up and brush ourselves off and keep going and live our lives and make decisions. And they're not always good, uh, mm. but, they're, but they are good for something. They may mm. not always, like you said, you know, my choices are not always good, but on the other end, I have an opportunity. I may not learn from my choices, by the way, but I have an opportunity. A lot of people fail repeatedly mm. because they don't know the golden rule of the universe that is, if you change what you do, change will happen. But if you continue mm. to live in Einstein's theory of insanity and do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, you will be eternally miserable. Mm. Um, and this is like the failsafe of the universe is, if you change your mind, you change your life. But mm. if you don't change your mind and you're not happy with your life, your life will never change. Normally I find during the dire times, there's always uh it always the dire time that forced an individual to really think in a different ways. And in, in film production, normally those dire times tends to be times running out, budgets running out, creative juice running out. You're usually a smiley, happy-go-lucky guy. You get to get off work and go ride your bike. You're very passionate about riding your bike. How do you do that? This is a zoo of activity, chaos in the streets. Where and when are you able to ride your bike? The Bicycles are actually the best to travel around 
such a, a chaotic town, chaotic traffic. The most co- the common sense is a motorbike, but but you get mo- the most versatility over out of a bicycle. As long as speed is not a consideration, clearly. Yeah. If you have time, and I'm sure when you get on your bike, you know you're not going. You know what? I got to be at the place at the thing at the time. You're just on your bike. It's I mean it's good physical mojo for you too. Do you get a lot of creative thinking done on the bike, or is this very zen? You're just down there getting it done and connecting with your body. I always contemplate myself, and the self-contemplation um, happens a lot when I both ride motorbike and bicycle. It's always a, a cultivative process. Well, listen, Dong, uh, I appreciate that you've come on the show. You spent some time with me. You've opened up yourself in ways maybe that you did not anticipate and that you've shared some really cool information with the audience. And uh, I really I really appreciate knowing you and having you as a, a semi-regular part of my life here in Saigon. Great to have you around too. And yeah. uh, I really enjoyed the time chatting with you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. If you enjoyed the Pure Now show, you can check out more episodes at balancestudio.tv or anywhere fine podcasts are broadcast. Pure Now is produced and engineered by Hi Ha Dang. Thanks so much for watching.